0: Oh you oh, oh, yeah mmm mmm Ah going great. Yeah, I feel like I've had such a long break from work, right? It's... Yep Yep. Oh, I've got so much done. I finished all those projects I had pending. Yeah, I went skiing. Oh, I got you know. to see all of my friends and family. I, I watched literally every movie ever made. I've had so much yeah, time. I finally caught up on all that reading I needed to do. Yeah, I had time to just sort of exist for a while. I learned an instrument. Yeah, gosh. I took a holiday on my holiday. Oh, I know it. It. I... <sighs> Look, if if you know what you're doing, you can really make a little bit of time off work stretch out quite a bit more than it usually would, right? Yeah, I mean, like you can take that, you know, two days off for the bank holidays, and uh, you know, just camp out near a miniature black hole. I mean, and the... before you know it, time dilation. That's Exactly, weird. the way it has stretched those two days into a. What feels like a couple of thousand years has been amazing. I am wondering how we're going to escape its pull and get back to work, but that's... If we get closer, we can make it last even longer. And we can do all the other leisure things we want to do. I I was just going to say that's a problem for tomorrow us, which is getting ever further away the closer we get. So yeah, Yeah. on we go. strangers queer and pleasant i'm not laura i'm not laura kate magnet no. and i i'm not jane i was thrown this is not the usual cadence of an intro well i fluffed it but i i tried to style it out <laughs> you you you, you rode it through the black hole you stretched it out a little time did. Dally, did yep. it? yep Ah uh, hey it's Queer and Pleasant Strangers, it's a podcast. We talk about the media we've consumed in the week and we're two queer trans women. Except during the fortnight this time, cause I was not feeling particularly hot after my booster jab. <laughs> That's entirely fair. Also, it's the Unicorn Dance Party, it's the festive season. I had some work to finish up last week and this week is taking it easy. Please. It has some very little to do. It's been very nice. We've been very lazy. Mm-hmm. We got to see the lovely Phoenix. We did? Yeah, did, did, did a smooch. <gasps> so
1: yeah, Bilba Gay
0: for that one. Bilba Gay, at least. Ah, but you know what else we've done with our time off? We've played, watched, and listened to some things. We bloody have done. What have you played this last period of time? this last period of time yeah oh gosh played a few things uh we we finally got back to playing some skyward Sword. yeah which uh, we left off 6 months ago yes uh the last 6 months have been a lot <laughs> but we we did it yeah how how are you how are you finding it uh it's all right yeah um I find that the further I sit away from the telly, because usually my sofa is is a bit further back than yours. Yeah, I tend to find that the Joy Cons lose sync so quickly. I I whereas very... you, who is only like three foot closer, absolutely find no problems. I one hundred percent think that just if we're doing Skyward Sword, that you just pull your sofa forward a bit. I know. I know. It's just. Change. Ah, that's not where it goes. That's not where it goes. That's not where it goes. That's not the rules. I mean, we could bring the switch forward, but also that that's not like where crimes. It, yeah, I know. Things have set places. Yeah, they do. And that's 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 criminal crimes. Ah, uh, I I really like Skyward Sword. I still really enjoy it. Yeah, looks all right. We 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 did some things. We fought that boss yeah. with the the scimitars. Yes. Uh so we. Where we left off the game was, like, I I would say, like, the end of the first arc. We'd been to each of the areas on the the main world once, and Zelda had gone through a weird portal, and uh, it had been destroyed behind her, and we'd been told, like, hey, so there is another portal. You can go and, like, you know, help her get back here. But you are going to need to take your not-the-master-sword and turn it into the master-sword, uh, go back to the places you've been Revisit the dungeons But you can now go new places Because you have new stuff you didn't have before yes. um, Go to a new little place And do a new little dungeon uh, We did We did the water dungeon Splish bash. Uh, splash um, I love that dungeon's final boss The multi-armed automaton That you have to pull its arms off And use its own weapons to beat it open It's mm-hmm. It's quite a thing. You've got that cool whip. Yeah. I like where it uses all six arms to do that sort of like uh How someone with the, with the lightsabers would sort of be like ah uh, deflecting incoming things as it walks <laughs> towards you, but with six big swords. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as you walked in there, I went, General Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, it did not take you long to realize this was going to be the, the General Grievous fight. <laughs> and I'd buy the General Grievous fight. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we 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 are making our way through it. Making our way through it again. We're yeah. Back. I, I continue to to real like that game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what about you? What have you played? Uh well we played a game that you got me for, for the festive period for, for UDP. Yeah. yeah. We played the Power Rangers deck building game, yeah. uh published by Renegade Games. That's correct. That is a way better game than it has any right to <laughs> as like a licensed card game. Like card game based on a licensed property, I assumed it would like it feels like the kind of thing that should be trash, or at the very least derivative, or if not, um, not something you get like a single of in a box. Something yeah. that sells a bajillionty separate cards. Yeah, this is a nice little standalone box. Um, think you're sort of like a uh, Star Realms or something where you have a shop row and you're both playing as opposite sides that have mechanically identical starter decks. And you'll try to take the other player's health down to zero by buying new cards to put in your deck, and or not buying new cards. To yeah, buying new cards to put in your deck, or getting old cards that are no longer helpful out of your deck, things like that, and building a deck that's going to help you. Yeah. Um, but like this has some unique mechanics yeah. that are really interesting and feel well play tested, and I haven't seen done elsewhere. No. Huh. Um. So, like from the villain side, you have uh your primary villain that you're actually playing as they will have a two-sided card when you attach things to all four sides of that card you can flip it over and that will give you various sort of powers and abilities um or th- the things you've equipped as well as um further abilities once you have finally flipped yeah. your card you'll have um the ability to get uh, additional masters They Hmm. are on the villain's side and equip them to your lair and basically sort of create a a sinister six of your very own Yeah, uh, to uh, take on the Power Rangers. Whereas the Power Rangers will be, you'll have your main character who will sort of go into their powered up form once they've got uh, a couple of allies equipped to them and they'll be able to... um, uh, you know, so you've got a couple of hit allies, you've got some manoeuvres I think. Yeah. And like one other object and then you'll attach it to yourself, flip your card over, you'll go into your, your yeah. morphed form. And all the while you're you're powering up your Zord bay to get more and more Zords. Yeah. To become super powerful. Yeah, so the the way the two f- sides of this work are lightly asynchronous. So there's not a huge amount. Like mechanically, you've got the same amount of buying power, the same amount of um, attack power, the same amount of healing power. At least in, in your starting in 10. your starting deck, yeah. Um, but when you're purchasing from the shared row in the middle, your sort of shop row, one of the more interesting differences is most things both players can purchase, mm-hmm. but some cards are very definitively labelled heroes and some are villains. The hero cards, only the hero can buy. Villain cards, only the the villain can buy. And there's kind of a neat way that they play with unpurchased cards that have those affiliations. So, let's say I'm playing as the hero, I'm playing as one of the Power Rangers, and there's a couple of villain cards uh, out on the table that Jane hasn't purchased on her turn as the villain. Uh, Those will deal me damage uh, at the end of my turn. And... Instead of buying new cards to put in my deck, I could use buying power to defeat those cards so Jen can't buy them and so they don't deal me damage. And they might give you a little bonus for defeating them. Yeah, and there's an interesting play between that would be really nice for my deck, but if I don't purchase it, next turn it's going to be a threat to the other player because they're going to have to then make the decision of do they use up their stuff, destroying it and not getting a new card for their deck. Or do they take the damage? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that works really nicely. Yeah, I don't think so. And um, you've got the fact that you've got, what, like, seven different swords you can add in? Yeah. Uh, you've got the fact that there are various different power ranges for players. I think it's a full set of five. Uh, there's the plus standard alpha? five plus um, uh, Tommy is the Green, ranger, oh, the green as, ranger as your player ones. But yeah, I, I also like how that. Work so you play as like one character, but there are cards for the other characters. So you can still use them, uh, for your faction throughout the game. But like the stuff you buy from the shop, row gets a you either play it for like its um currency costs that'll help you do things, generating energy or more buying power. Yeah, or you equip them to a matching color slot on your ranger, and you've got four s- or your villain. You've got four slots of different colors, um. And at any time you can remove a card from a slot and wait for it to come back round when the deck gets reshuffled to make space to put something new there. Mm-hmm. Lots of things that are equipped to you will be tapped abilities that you have to use your energy to power. Yep. Uh, so you're trying to balance having enough energy to do things on your turn mm-hmm. with having buying power. Yep. Um, And, like, the biggest difference is, like, the the way the collecting masters versus collecting megazords work is your biggest mm. difference between sides but yeah, seemingly even that felt pretty balanced it was pretty well balanced i think if you'd been more aggressive you would have absolutely destroyed me but i won <laughs> um yeah because this is the villains like the more of these like villains you collect your little lair you do incremental damage upon purchase most of them will do like a a little something when you first get yeah them. Uh, like, because I was uh, Rita Revolto, my ability was to, um, every time I added, I think every time I added more people to the layer, I would do a damage. Yeah. And then I was adding, like, uh, I think Rita Repulsa had a, uh, every time uh, at the start of your turn, your opponent loses one card from their hand. Yeah. And considering you draw at the end of your uh, yes. turn that's like, well, that's at least one whole card you've lost out of your thing. Yeah. I had another thing that was giving me an extra card at the beginning of every turn, mm. so I was just constantly like adding more and more stuff yeah. t- to my... Yeah. Swelling uh, my hand while destroying yards. But by comparison, the Megazords operate on a system of uh, they have reusable very powerful abilities, but they don't automatically untap like the rest of your abilities do. You have to spend a good chunk of energy to untap all of them at once and yeah so it's worth yeah. sort of like adding more and more to the bay and then like yeah. tapping them all yeah wait all. It, waiting until you've got enough that it's worth the expensive cost to untap them all but upon purchase you can tap them for a one-off powerful ability mm-hmm. uh, rather than so many ongoing effects and yeah yeah it was really neat but also like as you hit a certain threshold you'll get your mega yeah and finally the dragon mega when you've, mm. when you've got all, like, five, uh, six, six slots full? Yeah. Yes. So, plenty of, of stuff to be adding in there. Uh, yeah, I really like this game. I want to play more of it. It seems really neat. I'm excited to play more. Also, I like the fact that the back of the cards is purple and yellow. Yeah, good colour combination you don't mm. see often enough. Not often enough. So, yeah, what about you? What have you been playing? Ooh, I've been playing some Merchant's Cove. Yes, I have yet to try playing this with you, but I have... It took you three and a half hours to organise this box. I'm intimidated. <laughs> so a few months ago, before Kickstarter announced how awful they were and were planning to remain being despite backlash, um, I kickstarted a game called Mythwind, which seemed like it would be really fun to play on stream as a, it doesn't really have like a long-term goal. You have play session goals. Yeah. So it's like you could really do this by the end of the season and you have uh, asymmetric uh, player boards and they stack on top of each other so you can just put your player board in its current state into the box yeah. and that's like save that like that's like a save state for the game mm. so you have this ongoing evolving world these characters that can uh, endlessly build up a, a a town that you're building up and sprites yeah. that you're inviting to help you build things up and it just grows and grows and grows seemed like a really sweet idea, but then the other day I was thinking like, well, I don't really know... I don't really know what they're like. I Like, I've heard that Merchant's Cove is very well regarded. Yeah. But I've not seen it. Like, what was the build quality? Like, what are these things like? So I was like, fuck it. It's UDEP. I'm going to get one. So i got Merchant's Cove. Um, Yes, as you say, it took about three hours from first unwrapping it to... Like finally going okay. I put everything back in the box, and I mean, and it's ready to go now. And it's it's not to say this box is disorganized. There is very helpful little cards that like okay, these things go in these boxes in this order, and then you put the card on top, and you're like that's that one is sorted, mm-hmm. etc. It's a well organized box, but, but there's, there's a lot bunch of stuff in there. Like there's a bunch of little ships that you can put little wooden meeples in. Uh, so you need to like put the meeples in their space, you need to build the ships, and they have, like, a once they're built, you never have to take them apart again slot that sits in the actual box itself. But initially that's all punchboard. You've got, like, all of the uh, components, because the basic point of this game is that you are merchants who are in some way acquiring or producing certain goods, small and large, in one of four different colours, and you are trying to sell them to people who come and visit the cove. Yes, and the game consists of you have uh, you you put some people in the boats. You uh, produce more goods. uh, Certain actions on your own personal boards will cost time. Once you've got all the way round to the market face position on the time board, you then have to just start selling stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's completely asymmetric, so you get four factions or or four uh, types in the baseboard, four different merchants. Uh, so you've got the the blacksmith who has like a a dice rolling and dice placement thing. You have the alchemist who's got like a a, a, a like bag thing where you're sort of taking uh, marbles out of a bag and putting them in a thing. And then taking them out of that little decanter in a certain order to make potions, and then selling those potions. Trying to make them fall into combo positions. Yep. Yep. There's like like a little downfall thing there. So if things sort of add up nicely, you can take like a whole bunch of stuff out at once. Yeah. Um. It's like all of the different merchants that I've played so far, and I've played um the alchemist and the blacksmith so far. Yep. And they seem they they have been I, f- I feel like those are the two easiest ones. Yes. To the learn. the one of the other ones that sounds really interesting is the Chronomancer. The Chronomancer and who their doesn't assistant. yeah who doesn't produce materials to sell at the market. There are time travelers through time. Yeah, they'd go on time traveling adventures to steal artifacts to sell in the present, which mm-hmm. I think is a fascinating idea. But you're while you're doing that, like your assistant has to go ahead of you you can't ever go ahead of your assistant and your assistant has to wait for you at one end of the time stream and Mm. you meet them. Meanwhile, it's like you're collecting goods from throughout the time stream or you're trying to do all the normal actions that everyone else has, like acquiring townsfolk to help you out or activating the townsfolk that you've already hired or producing or rather collecting the goods Mm. and then upgrading the portals that you're travelling through so that they cost less time yeah uh on the time board not on your own thing <laughs> um so that they, that they cost less time and also that they do better things for you yeah so basically you're just trying to get sort of, make things as cheap as possible there's a degree of like improving your engine at least mm. um while also sort of upgrading your board as a whole and and these sort of fits and starts as you're sort of moving in this sort of juddery loop constantly around your board and then you've got the captain or or the the admiral i suppose would be more accurate because you have a fleet of four ships that you're sending out around this area and some of them will be fishing and some of them will be and and the fishing the things you fish up will be things that you will sell or you'll be getting these um caskets of buried treasure from various islands And bringing that back to to sell on the market. It's, it's four different, completely different, like, games you can be playing to play one central game. And it seems yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I've, 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 as I say, I've played through. Uh, it's got, like, a really nice solo automa, automa player. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, like, a bunch of cards. And uh, you take, like the left half of one card and the right half of the next card. Hmm. And then at the end of your turn, that that will make like a a central thing that you are doing on this turn. So it it helps keep the randomness up because you never know what all of those things are going to come to. Is it making a particular good? Or uh, do you do it once, twice or no times?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Are you uh, getting people from the town? Are you adding extra people to your own board and then distributing them out into the boats that will be coming to the docks because they have this whole thing of the way they work to put new people out on the docks instead of just drawing blind blindly out of the bag Mm -hmm. they will go what have I got goods for I'm gonna put if I've got a a person that matches that type of good on my board I am going to Put that in this position to try and sell it in this place. Yeah. Um. It's really clever, and it has a a good amount of variety. the The two times I've played through it, it has seemingly acted completely differently. Mm. On the first one, it seemed the the first game I played. It seemed very focused on, um, mostly mostly just getting rid of um like the uh any curses that acquired or any sort of bad things that would happen to it. Um, and just selling like little bits here and there and the one I played today it was just like I'm making everything constantly and then I'm selling it and I don't care how bad things get I don't care how many curses I take I'm just going to keep doing this thing and selling it and very different games and I still only beat it by four points yeah. it would have taken one less bad card for it to have won that game well wow. um it's it's nice that it's, it's it's a good challenge yeah uh what about you what have you played Ah, uh, we've both been playing a fair amount of the Binding of Isaac: Repentance. We have. Yeah, this is I think the most you've ever gotten into the Binding of Isaac. This is the most it's ever I've, gotten. I've in. seen Mum's Heart. Yeah, you, you you've been you've been making good progress. Yes, yeah, I've defeated Mum's Heart like five times now. Yeah, you are making your way through those various Mum's Heart uh, yeah. unlocks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen you. You seem to have gravitated somewhat towards Azazel. I think it's just because it's the one you play and having sort of gone, well, I know it can be done. Yeah. I think there's something about that of having the confidence of, well, it can be done. I've seen someone do it. I mean, that's fair. Like, I'm I... sure people are absolutely badass at Isaac himself. Yeah. Don't? Here's what I will say. I, I know a lot of people don't like playing as a because they're a bit of a glass cannon yeah. um, because very powerful, but very short range. But I think like being able to fly right from the start yep. is so helpful. Mm-hmm. And those first few floors, before you have many upgrades, being able to take out most things with a single well-placed yeah. hit, You're, it's, I, it's way more difficult to get cornered. As Azazel. Yeah, it's much easier to go. I'm cornered. I'm going to. F- I'm going to just go through the problem. Whereas Isaac, you can get trapped in a corner and go. I'm gonna just have to take damage. I think um, the fact that Azazel can fly takes off a lot of the the problems of being overwhelmed by stuff yeah of like positioning myself and working out where the uh enemies are going to be yeah. and how they can move around and what a damage out yeah. my damage output is lo- looking but I like mean, playing with such a short range projectile character i think also forces you to get good at recognizing patterns and where your windows are and when safe to yeah. attack like you can't rely on i'm just going to pick things off from the other side of the room and not really deal with the mechanics yeah. I feel like I play better, like playing a lot of Azazel got me more to grips with the game, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, because I've been been replaying it because I, you know, I lost my save data at some point in the past and was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll replay through. So I've had some really nice greed mode runs with Azazel recently. Um, I have had several where I had like just rooms of things were melting to me and it felt very wonderful mm. very powerful mm-hmm. i've I've started to find a lot of the new items and see how they fit with my my mm-hmm. play style there's one i know about and i've seen it and i've never been able to afford it but i really want to use it because i know what it does mm-hmm. it looks like just the letter r off of a keyboard Oh yes. Yes, and it costs 99 coins in greed mode. Yeah. Uh, in greed mode, uh 49 I saw it for once uh, because it was half price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had I had the, the voucher code. But the deal with it is that um you can restart the current run you are on using the same seed So the same um like the the same stuff. Is it the same No, it's, it's the same pool. Yeah, same same item pool uh, available. Yeah, cuz you won't um, get the items you've already got. Yes. But the the point being that you take all of your current upgrades and items and go right back to the start of the run and mm-hmm. keep going, and it can lead to you having really overpowered, amazing builds. Yes. Um, and I keep seeing it, and it... The problem is, every time I've seen it in Greed Mode, it's been on the first floor. Yeah. I've never been lucky enough to see it a bit further down when I have some money in my pockets. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like... That time when it was 49 on the first floor, I was like, can I somehow get 49 I scra- scrounged and scraped every penny I could find I got to 42 coins Ooh. on that first floor and I was like mmm, so close you. um but yeah have you been getting on with, with repentance you uh, I seem to be doing alright I have yeah. had some very nice runs there are runs where the, everything just seems to come up correctly it seems to be the stuff I want I do spend an awful lot of that game just like oh uh, uh, there's a thing pause Check the wiki. Yeah, that is a lot of starting playing by of Isaac. Yeah, I mean, the, and there's so many items now. There's like, what, 1,000 plus items? Yeah. So on PC, there's a mod that will just tell you what the things do, but I don't want to play it on PC. Switch is where I'm like, I want to just pick it up for a couple of minutes and put it down quickly and have it as a second screen thing. I got a voucher for UDP yeah. for, for the um, Nintendo store, so I was like, I'll just get Repentance. I mean... I've it's... got everything but Repentance on the PC. Yeah, it is it is it is good, but you w- it is one of those games that you will either need to just pick things up and learn from practice what they do, or ha- be willing to have a wiki open and unashamedly Google things, which I do a lot of. Yeah, I, I have a page... And I just, like, scroll through all the pictures and click the thing. Exactly. And oca- occasionally, if I'm struggling, I'll just be, it looks kind of like this, and just type that in. Yeah. And usually, even if that's not what it's called, it will help me find that thing. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, enjoying it still. Yeah. And I've been playing Binding of Isaac since it only had four directions and yes. no joystick support. It's it's come a long way. Mm. Uh, yeah, what about you? Have you play anything else? Uh, we played some Kim Joy's Magic Bakery. We did. is a little, little board game, card gamey game that we got in, I think it was the final Zattie box. It was the final Zattie box. Uh, that we ordered, and we, it took us a while to get around to finding the time to play it. We've been busy. Yeah, so it's a card game where you are trying to make, uh, recipes and, um, uh, bake various items for magical woodland creatures that have various food desires. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way you do this is by you have a limited number of actions per turn. You have a hand of cards, and there are cards out on the table. You can use your actions to pick up a card from the, the basic ingredients row. Yeah, so, like, eggs and sugar and flour. Yep. uh to combine two things together into a new ingredient. Two or three things, or four uh, things, I think. Yeah. Like, is it sponge takes, like, a ton oh, of things? Oh, yeah, eggs that, and flour. Takes for, that takes fucking everything. Yeah, then you've um, got, like, pastry and icing and... Yeah. Uh, and those are the second-tier things. Yeah. and then you can combine second-tier things up into top-tier things. Yep. And you can hand cards from your hand to the other player. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are your very simple items, uh, very simple actions. But the thing that sort of makes it more complicated is that each mission has a gimmick. Yeah, it has kind of a, a sort of vaguely legacy light aspect. Yeah. Or it, uh, non-destructive. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could write in the back of the book as it suggests. It's it's a narrative that will change the mechanics a little mission by mission. Yeah, so Um, like the first one is there is a cat that wants to be pet right now. And it's lying on top of some of the uh, second stage uh, item cards. Yes. So if you want to make the icing, well, the icing's under the cat. You can either use an action to move the cat a space to one side to get it off the icing, Mm -hmm. or if that's going to be a faff and you just want to get it right out the way, uh, when you're making, say, let's say you're making fancy shortbread biscuits, you can make them with the basic ingredients. or say, some chocolate. Yeah, there will sometimes on a card be garnish, and if you optionally add that, you might get something good, like... Oh, for free! You can move the cat as far as you like in either direction, and that'll get the cat out of the way so you can get to the icing for a bit. Yeah. Um, without talking about what the ones that come later are, there's a good variety of ways they mix up those mechanics. And- yeah, and like messing with the ingredients you have access to and how you get access to those. Yeah. Um, it- and, and it's it's really sweet. It's it's not too heavy going. Uh, we haven't failed at any of the, the missions yet. I think we've like, so far had three out of three stars on all of them, but we haven't perfected any of them. No. We've always had one unhappy customer. Yep. Afraid U- so. Usually the same one. Yes. There's one with a very complicated fucking order. I can't remember what it is. But it's... yeah, there is is one dessert, that there's one fox i think it is once and it's like oh come on it's, it's some overly fancy biscuit i think i think so yeah that we we have to make like there's biscuit there's sponge there's icing there's this like there's it's, fruit yeah there's like four different stage two things that have to get combined together and they're always the one where we're like you're too much effort you sorry <laughs> sorry Pat. we're not worried about you we, tri- we tried yep there were other people who needed serving today right and they're just like, But my jams <laughs> It's a really it's a really sweet game. Like the theming's yep. nice, it's not overly complicated, but that the fact we can't perfect any of the mm. missions is like it's like, yeah, I feel good, but I could have done better. Yep. Um, so there was all of that. And then it was um like I've I've had a look through the manual a bit further. Yeah. And it's like once you've got to the end of the story modes. Here is a list of things you can do where you put, like, two of those scenario Uh things together to make another thematic thing that is going to be much harder. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, And there's, like, I think ten more of those. Yeah. So I think there's, like, 20 story missions, maybe ten, I can't remember, but then, like, another ten or so of, what if you combine these things in this way and Mm -hmm. made it even harder? Um, so yeah, there there is plenty to do, plenty of ways ways to make this more difficult, and the artwork's really sweet. All the all of the yeah, ingredients yeah. and and things have just like cute little faces on. Hi, hi, flower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? Ah, uh, I think that's the the main things I've played this this couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything I've played as well. Well then, time for this. Right, right. Uh, I've I've called this meeting. Uh, Brain, uh, lovely to have you here. Hello, yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, we we don't meet very often. I I know uh, no, we're no, on no, other no. ends of the. Uh, we don't always agree. But uh, uh, I'm off. Uh, I'm I'm stomach. Nice to nice yes, to finally find Yes, finally I, You're it. always with your demands. Yes. I know. I know. I I want I want I want lots of food. And you do. You, you do. I, I want the serotonin. Yes. You want the serotonin from the food, but you. Don't let me eat all the food. No, I I have to produce all of the, the, the guilt and shame. Oh, indeed. But I think I've come up with an agreement that might allow us to, at least for a short while, get all the serotonin and none of the guilt. Is this and something the... to do with the fairy lights I keep seeing? No, they they uh, they're not tasty, unfortunately. You can't eat the fairy lights. No, but they are pretty. They are pretty. So, here I I've got I've got something for you to sign. It is the. It doesn't count this week, accords. I, I don't sign anything I haven't read. Well, you can have a read of it. Mm-hmm. Have okay. a read. It's, it's only a couple of sentences, you see. Okay. Between the unicorn dance party and the new year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. food, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah, yes, it yeah, uh, doesn't, does, doesn't count. Okay, so the, uh, the variety chocolates? Uh, they don't count. Okay, slightly too much of a roast dinner? Doesn't count. Okay, okay. An entire box of Ferrero Rocher. Uh, it doesn't count. Right, right, okay. I mean, this seems perfectly reasonable. Exactly. Since the fairy lights are out. It's, exactly. The fairy lights are out. It doesn't count. Make a little rhythm out of it. Fairy lights are out. It doesn't count. Fairy lights are out. It doesn't count. Exactly. Oh, uh, okay, right. I will just well, saying. The- no guilt. Give me all the food. Oh, Yeah. That's Did not feel better already? No guilt! Yeah! Um nom 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 nom. Have you had too much to eat during festive meal? Oh, I should have stopped before that last bite. Did the food lag get you? Oh, I thought I could still eat more, but it's just catching me up. Suddenly feeling painfully full. I can, I'm never gonna eat again. Let the pressure portal open a tiny pocket dimension inside your stomach. It'll take some of the excess and give you time to properly process that last couple of roasted potatoes and gravy without the self-inflicted pain that could spoil the rest of the day for you. Oh, now I'm back to just comfortably comatose. The pressure portal. It'll hold things back until you can have a nice po. (laughs) (laughs) So. What have you put in your eyes? Oh, uh, well, we watched the new D- Disney Pixar uh, Encanto. We did. We did. We did. Uh, what did you think of Encanto? It's very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. I liked the, the music. I I liked the uh, art style.
1: Mm. Um,
0: there seemed to be some, some nice friends in there. Um, yeah. don't want to spoil it, obviously. Um, I mean, I think we can talk about the the base premise, which is that uh, there is a family that have a magic candle that... uh, It's a miracle. Yeah, it protected them from a very bad event that happened once, and everyone born into this family now uh, gets a little magical gift that's that's unique to them. And they get their their own little room in the house that is bigger than it should be and is themed around their wonderful talent and... Our main character is the one person in this family who doesn't have a power they you know they 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 something went, happened something happened, and they didn't get a power and some things start going wrong within the family and then it becomes a story about the relationships between these family members, kind of yeah and and sort of like is there something going on Yeah. And- how does it all work? How does and, it connect to the one family member that no one wants to talk about? Uh, uh, yes, and and the the main character who's just like, well, I'm taking this as my personal mission now. I need yeah. to understand. Um I really like this film. I think it has some fantastic musical numbers, mm-hmm. some very catchy musical numbers yes. and some lovely characterization. I think it handles some of its heavier topics really impressively without feeling too heavy in the process Mm -hmm. um the one thing i think is a little bit of a shame about it is that some of the characters in the family clearly there is something they were trying to explore with them and they don't get much screen time like some of the family members get a lot more screen time for what they are going through than others yes and i think what this film maybe could have done with is the film starts with like a song that is like Let's talk about every family member in a very positive upbeat manner. Mm. It maybe needed like a reprise song later that was let's use the the same rhythmic structure yeah. to talk about all the family members but to talk about the other side of what they're going through mm. for all of them. Like it needed some Here's just, like, a little bit more, like, he, just something to fill in those other characters that, like, okay, I can kind of guess at what yeah. their their thing was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um But, like, that's a very minor complaint. It was a lovely little film. Yeah, it was, it, it was very nice. I would look forward to watching it again at some point. The music from it is stuck in my head, and it lives there, and I can't get it out. It's yeah. very good music. I'll watch it again sometime when I'm not full of snacks and I'm half asleep. <laughs> Indeed. I will watch it again at some point when I have more of my attention locked in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I very much enjoyed it. It was a it was a good film. Yeah. I I love some of the characters in it. They're very sweet. Good. Uh well why you why you watched? Uh we watched two <clears throat> We watched two Christmas movies. We we did, I know. It was the joy of spending time with a couple of members of family who have small people. Um, so, <laughs> one of the big kids movies of 2021, we watched 8-bit Christmas. I, I, I'm i going to sit here and be like, I have, I'm going to make it clear, I have far less of a problem with Christmas movies, but I, I, I am aware that you begrudgingly watch, you, you exist around I from. don't mind Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. It's the best Muppet movie and possibly the best movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't <laughs> like Christmas, so... Yeah. Cause so, drama. Tell us about 8Bit Christmas. 8 Bit Christmas is Neil Patrick Harris uh he is a parent and his uh kid desperately wants a mobile phone and he's trying to explain why that is not gonna happen. See. And about a time when he was a kid and he desperately wanted a Nintendo entertainment system. See, I think it's funny you say he's a parent, because I would have described him as a framing device. <laughs> <laughs> he he exists to tell a story of a character that isn't played by Neil Patrick Harris. He's that just is true. he's he's a framing device character, but yeah, it's the story of a kid having like I I want to get an NES. Here's the the rich family in the neighborhood that has one yep, with one kid who's just yeah. like just horrible, but lauding his richness yeah. over everyone else. He's he's trying to interact with my parents and get them on board with the idea of me having an NES, tricking them into getting well, him. An yeah. NES. <laughs> um. Then it sort of goes. It dips its toes into the. Uh, The culture war and the sort of fear-mongering around video games. Yep, and then there's the whole thing of, like... The thing you get in a lot of, like, American Rites of Passage movies of the, we had to sell a bunch of things to get the thing. We sold a bunch of things and went out on a bit of a quest. Oh, yeah. As a friend group... Essentially, the children's equivalent of a heist. Yeah, there's there's, there's some Goonies-esque bits in there. There is also some unnecessarily gross visual imagery for a couple of minutes yeah content warning uh for um vomited spaghettios yes <laughs> for that i was yeah. gonna try and sugarcoat that i mean there we go well, i feel like that is the best way of being uh direct about what you should be prepared for yeah you should be prepared for that um uh, it it was fine uh, uh yeah. Uh, then we watch Muppet's Christmas Carol, which is great. Muppet's Christmas Carol is great. It's a wonderful film. Mike- Michael Michael absolutely fucking knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Strongly agree. I was it's watching a great songs. I watched a little mini documentary about that, uh, uh, while I was in the bath today. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of the times when Michael Caine is in scenes with the Muppets, he's walking around on a very narrow beams, having to not look down while he walks. Yes, because um, so the Muppets are being Yeah, he's about four foot off the ground on a very narrow post with holes either side of him. Yes. Confidently striding along as if it's nothing. And I'm like, "That's yes. <laughs> Well done, sir. <laughs> How brave of you to not die. Yeah. yeah. Uh apparently the three ghosts of Christmas were originally going to be uh performed by three of the muppet, of the existing muppet cast. Uh, ghost uh, Gonzo was going to be the the ghost of Christmas yet to come with with it, it was, with was just his nose poking out. Yes. Of the, uh... <laughs> yes, it was going to be the existing <laughs> like, spooky cloak with his nose coming out. That's um amazing. Miss Piggy I think was going to be Christmas present and mm-hmm. uh I can't remember if they said who was going to be Christmas past but I think they did it really well, and yeah. as another documentary has recently said about how like it's one of the most true to the book variants of of Christmas Carol, yeah, because it, it does take just like the full narration, and a lot a lot of those stories are like just scene for, scene for scene for scene, yeah. Whereas the by having the uh, uh, Gonzo as playing Charles Dickens and doing the narrating. Yeah. You get that whole aspect of of the narration with like a lot of lines literally taken straight from the book. Indeed, and then there's songs, and the songs are sweet. No oh, cheeses for us, mises. Cheeses oh, for us, mises. Jesus, <laughs> <are> so cute. <laughs> Where's your little mises? And and um, is it Benji Bunny? Yeah. Gets the wreath thrown over him at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's. It, it is a very... Res- as jaded as I am about the whole holiday, I bloody love Muppet's Christmas Carol. It is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful film. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what else did we watch? We watched two really big movies. Yeah, we you did. Which do talk about first? Uh, sh- should we start with the one we saw more recently? Okay. Um, we saw Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, we did. Uh... Side note, yeah, I'm aware that the Wachowskis have done some shitty stuff that they've never properly apologized. for. They really need to apologize for Speed Racer. But on the uh, on the on the on the uh, yeah. on the flip side, you can watch this online in places really yeah. easily. Uh, that, yes, that is accurate. Yeah. Sophie from Mars, told me, it must be true. Yeah. Um, wink, <laughs> wink. Um, but yeah, that that put aside for a second. Put in a little box. I really enjoyed Matrix Resurrections <laughs> I I very much Line up with the sentiments of many people I have seen Of It's awful, you'll love it This is a <laughs> terrible film that I love And I, I mean this in the sense of like It's it Undeniably has some on paper problems And I do not fault anyone Who criticises this film on the grounds of It is a very lengthy film That is poorly paced It's kind of overly self-indulgent and way too into breaking the fourth wall in some aspects Mm -hmm. it is at times more interested in long rambling not exactly going anywhere philosophical discussions than it needs to be Mm -hmm. it's an amazing film and I think uh, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is better at that in that than he is in yeah, he, A Big Christmas. He's a character rather than a framing device. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I really liked the justification for coming back to these characters and how they did it. Mm-hmm. I really liked um, look the the for, the the first act self-referential stuff <laughs> is tacky and cheesy and so chewing the scenery. Oh, no, I fucking love, love it, though. Yeah. It's it it does one hundred percent feel like the opening of this film is somehow Warner Brothers allowed a searing takedown of themselves to be put to film. Yes, and sir. I kind of enjoyed that. Um, haha, ha, we're not so bad. We laughed at ourselves. I mean, they are bad. They they are bad. Don't support they, them. They are bad. Don't support them. Um, they continue to put money into certain wizard film <clears> throat> production. Throat> mm. um, but like, I very much feel like if you watched The Matrix and enjoyed it and then later came out as LGBT of some variety, you're probably going to dig this one. Mm-hmm. If you watched it and went, yes, you're right, everyone around me is an NPC and not real and I'm the only real person and I can control Existence. If you came away from the original films what, with that feeling, you are not going to dig this. No. Yeah. De- depending on whether you are in, yes, I am red pilled, like angry internet corner, or lol, red pill is trans. Is I think I feel like that's a that's a diverging point on whether this is going to be for you. Mm. Um. Yeah. Wait. You have anything to add on Matrix? drugs? It's it's what two hours or so of action I, and, and yeah. impressive graphics. They It's still impossible to correctly scan Keanu Reeves' face. <laughs> it made me laugh more than I expected. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to, to to laugh that much. I wasn't expecting to laugh that much and I wasn't expecting to feel as emotionally invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a thi- Also, fuck what anyone online is saying. Carrie-Anne Moss looks fucking amazing. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I... <sighs> I feel like the biggest praise I can give this film, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the end of Matrix 3 mm-hmm. to explain this, is I was very dubious of this film because Matrix 3, as we know, ends with um, the death of our two leads who were in the trailers for this Spoiler. film. I, I, I prefaced I was going to talk about this Matrix 3 ends with, with Trinity and Neo dying And then Trinity and Neo appear to be in this new film In the trailers I was very dubious I was like this is going to feel really annoying and retconny." I actually really like I really like what they were going for yeah. it, As someone that that trope usually really annoys me I I kind of liked it here yeah. They pulled it off I think I'm curious if this means they're going to make like uh, If this is going to be the new Star Wars Are we going to get another another two of these is this going to be a second trilogy the the feeling i get from how this one ended and the fact that sequels haven't yet been announced is that this one is being used to gauge where the sequels should happen Ah. and i feel like that ending is like look it could end here or it could very much be a jumping on point for more matrix Mm. stuff and i'd be fine either way honestly i i enjoyed this if more were made i would watch them this one has been real divisive. I don't know if we'll get more, but I, I want them to make more exactly like this mess. There's, I feel about this the way I feel about the original No More Heroes. It's a broken mess and I love it. Wouldn't have it any other way. I think that is totally fair. Yeah, Um. Yeah. we shall see what happens. Okay, should we talk about the other one? Okay, should we talk about the other one? Let's we'll talk about the other one. It's been a, by the time people listen to this, it will, been, it will have been a few weeks. It a few weeks. Hopefully people will have had time to watch Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. so I feel like, like if you wanted to watch Spider-Man, you've probably seen it by now. We could probably talk kind of safely-ish about it. It is a film. It is a good film. It is my second favourite Spider-Man film after Spider-Verse. Yeah, I would agree. Um I was not expecting some of the fan service in this film to be as big a part of the film as it was. Um I expected little touches of fan service that were very large parts and I was a, I was really happy with. I I yeah, I it liked worked. what we got. I was afraid from the few cuz I didn't see a lot of trailers. Yeah. I managed somehow to completely avoid a lot about this. Yes. Um I, cause you were to say afterwards, like, oh there was there was some, some leaks about oh, this there, that and the other thing it was like I just there, somehow did not hear it. There was of some eight K leaked footage from like the filming set, clearly from one of the film cameras, like six months ago, that people in that footage were like, Nah, it's not me. It's not me. Fake that one. Lost. That was a whole I thing think. for a while. Yeah, I, I, yep, I am impressed you managed Somehow to all of that stuff. Well done. I'm glad you <laughs> got the experience that was clearly the intended one. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I. I. I can't remember why I started that thought, but there we go. Yeah. And, yeah. It's. I. I was a little bit worried from the little bits I had seen that it was going to tread on the toes of Spider Verse. Mm. That they were going to be like, a, oh, it's a live action Spider Verse. And I suppose some people could argue that it, it dips into that. I feel but like... it is... We knew that they were going to be setting up for Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. We've seen that since Loki. Yes. <laughs> um. I... Yeah, yeah. I think they did a good job with the trailers for this film of doing a bit of a bait and switch about which things were going to be big parts of the film and which were not. And I was impressed they pulled that off. Yeah. Um. I... Again, much more, like, much funnier than I expected it to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, for a two and a half hour film, very well paced. It yep. really sort of moved by at a good speed. Mm-hmm. I liked the developments this gave for some of the characters I thought were just going to be little cameos. I was mm-hmm. very pleased to see, like, oh, we're actually trying to further those stories in interesting yep. ways. Yep. Um, there was one bit where I was sat there in the cinema going, oh, God, they're doing the thing tm. What, what was this? I can't. Oh, is this the 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 thing where something sad happens? I I just was like, Noo. yeah. I mean, look, yeah, that's it's a trope. It yeah, it happened. It's, <laughs> but like, the fact that I came away and was like, yeah, that happened, but it really, but in the grand scheme of things, I didn't care. I yeah, had a great it, time. It didn't, it didn't ultimately so. Yeah, it's it's it, it spoiled like, five minutes of me just sat there with oh, head yeah. in my hands going, oh, God, they've done it again. I, th- I, think I, think I th- thought this series was going to avoid this. I think I can say this much because, like, it, it was shown off a little in, in one of the early trailers. Um, Willem Dafoe absolutely fucking nails it in this Om nom film. nom nom, tasty series. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is exactly what I wanted out of a Willem... Like... <laughs> If you thought Willem Dafoe chewed the scenery in <laughs> the uh, the the original Sam Raimi Spider Man film, mm-hmm. um this is him turned up to eleven but also having like an actual genuine sweet kind of yeah. story going on. Yep. Like they gave him so much more narrative to work with other than ha ha, ha I'm evil, choose the scenery. I'm not not tasty scenery. Like, I think he was brilliant. This is what if also I was sad sometimes, choose the scenery. <laughs> what if I was sadly nibbling on just corners of the set? <laughs> <laughs> Like, Will- Willem Dafoe still fucking got it. I'm oh, so- yeah. I'm so glad we got so yeah. much more Willem Dafoe. Ah. Uh, and some- something I-, I also really liked, because once again, went over yeah. my fucking head. Um, The digital de-aging. Yeah. Didn't spot that. Very well handled. It was good enough that, I'm sure, maybe if I went back through and really looked for it, yeah, they... I would notice it more, but I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, like I, I looked at various things in the Matrix, which is yeah. fairly cutting edge fucking technology wise. Yeah, and went, "Yep, yeah, I can see stuff yeah. in there that is very definitely CG." The digital de aging did not phase me at all. Yeah, ma- <sighs> yeah, yeah. I would have, maybe have to like look at them, like more recent photos of them, like now, and, yeah. and maybe maybe have a look, but it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, they, they, they. <laughs> They've got that budget they can afford to do the high-end good stuff, yeah, apparently. Yeah, but so could fucking Rogue One, and that yeah. was uncanny as fuck. Uh, but yeah, <sighs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Legitimately, I really like where it sets up this Peter Parker. Yes. I like that it's put him... It, it's dealt with my biggest problem of of his... Feature creep. Uh, uh, not only feature creep, but specifically like... it. Every standalone film we've had for him prior to this has felt like this is Tony Stark Jr. Like, they've been using him as a Tony Stark Jr. rather than as a friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. And I like how this sort of gets him back to to... base. It puts him back in a position of doing more Spider-Man stories. And I like that. I like his character development here. I I thought it was a really good... I would l- I hope we get to see more Tom Holland Spider Man, because I think he's a um, good Spider Man. He's he's signed on for three more Spider Man films we're getting. Which I'm ha- I'm excited for. And they're not all gonna be called home this time, so they're a bit yeah. fucking easier to I'm, find. I'm hoping this means we will get the the friendly neighborhood Spider Man trilogy. Yeah. Uh that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Yeah. Oh, and that's... then maybe the young Avengers. Yeah, and also maybe some other films that that film might have set up um some of those characters uh that came in for a bit in that film apparently getting sequels that they never got before Whoa! yeah yeah we well, might we might get it be getting more films with those characters huh yeah fascinating we might get to see where they went afterwards mm. which is weird and fascinating that is i am fascinated and weirded by that yeah. so speaking of marvel yeah. We watched the end of Hawkeye. We did. I really enjoyed that. I can't believe they made me care about fucking Hawkeye. Yeah, this did a better job of making me care about Hawkeye than literally the anything they've ever done before in the MCU. Yep. You you made you, you made me give a shit as part of a story of very clearly we're gonna hand over the reins, this ain't gonna be Hawkeye anymore. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. You made me care about. Why couldn't you have made me care about him while we were still going to get some films with him in, maybe? Right, maybe just a little bit. Well, a little bit late to the mop, I'm glad you got there. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we got to it. It felt like it ended very suddenly. I didn't realise it was the final episode until suddenly it was the final oh. episode. I, I wonder if this is going to be the new Die Hard. People will <sighs> I... be like, the Hawkeye series, that's a Christmas movie, right? I mean, I think. Yeah. A decade from now, there's going to be kids that will talk about it being a Christmas thing. Oh, that's a four and a half hour Christmas movie, right? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> like here's the thing: it, it, the, it being only six episodes caught me off guard a little. I didn't yeah. see, I didn't realize it was ending that yeah, way. Yeah, because I think a lot, like like, a lot of these series have been aimed at being yeah. ten episodes, even if they didn't yeah. all end up that way. But like, I don't hate that. I kind of yeah. like the length. I think it was nice and condensed. Like I told I, the story well. It didn't feel like. There yeah. was any bloat in it? I, I feel like, for example, Falcon and the Winter Soldier could really have done with some, uh, with being this sort of length. Yeah. That had a lot of bloat it didn't need. had a lot of bloat, and I didn't really know who I was supposed to give a fuck about. Oh, I'm supposed to root against the I, people uh, that want to have a world with fewer borders? Yeah. That want to be able to keep living in the place where they're currently living and not get sent back to a place where they have no life sorry american imperialism you're not selling me on this yeah <laughs> um yeah hawkeye uh, yeah. considering we didn't bother watching it till it was like three four episodes deep already because we didn't care about the character yeah it's worth watching yeah it's fun i can't even remember what made me change my mind i was like i think we might have literally just been bored I think it was we were just coming up to like oh we need need a bit of a break. I've been overworking myself a little and yeah, we were just yeah. coming up to the festive break. Yeah. It's like what should we do? We've got a little bit of time. I need I need no no sync only media. Yeah. So yeah, we we in very much enjoyed the uh the, the, the Hawkeye series. It was good. Uh we watched a couple of other little things. Yeah. Uh we watched Centaur World season two. Centaur World two. Um I am very happy that it seems like that show's only getting two seasons because it's it's very good it's very good, very enjoyable. It has told its story. It has told its story, and I'm glad that it seems like it's gonna go, Yep, we're done. That is yeah. the story. Cause it it's what I really liked about um oh, what was uh Keepo in the Age of Wonder Beasts was one yeah. that was like that where it, it just ended and I was like, yeah. yeah. Nice. You told your story, and you didn't feel any the need to dive back into it. Having watched the whole thing now, that uh, Centaur World does a very good job of tee-hee-hee, very silly, fast-paced, amusing humour. And musical. Oh, yeah, and musical. Oh no, suddenly my heart is broken as much as it can bear. Oh no, you're breaking it even further. I didn't know this was possible. Also Comfortable Doug. Uh, also Comfortable Doug hee hee hee, I'm shooting tiny versions of myself out of my hooves. Yeah. Oh no, trauma. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it was a great show. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. I genuinely felt like this is one of the best handled villains I have seen in a long time. In terms of making me, like... They weren't disabled. No, well, yeah. Um, they weren't the token black character. I think... Mean, very specifically in terms of not at any point trying to redeem this person as this this villain as not being evil for doing what they're doing Mm. but making how they got there incredibly understandable yes and making a lot of twists and turns where you go oh i totally understand i understand that's the motivator that got you to where you are Oh, no, we're not even 10% of the way there to why you were the way you are. Okay, no, keep going. I want to hear more. (laughs) Yeah, The sheer intricately crafted rabbit hole of that villain is fascinating. Fascinating. I want to go through it again. We're still guessing at it, like, quite late in the series. Yeah. I want to go through it again now because, like, I can already think of some foreshadowing that led to that. Yeah. And I'm really curious to rewatch it now, knowing what the thing is. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Ah, oh, it was such a good payoff for like, okay, we're right at the finale. What's your deal, villain? Oh, oh hell yeah. oh hell yeah, give me a 90 minute story about this. Hell yeah. Yeah, because that last episode was, was like double length. Yeah, it was like a, it was like nearly an hour and a half that yeah. final episode and they used that time well. Mm. That's mm. real good. Also I can't stop singing the Becky Apples song. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Apples. <laughs> Becky how you like them apples. <laughs> I never watched a Gretzky season before. Yeah. Agrezco is a show I wish would end. Yeah. I don't dislike it. I enjoyed season four, but it's a show that feels like it keeps having good opportunities to end and not taking them. Yeah. Like, Like, I, I can understand why you would look at the end of season three and go, we can't really end it there. No, I understand that. But like, but that you you could just as easily have done a post-credit scene of, and she wakes up in the hospital, and actually she's okay. Yeah, here's here's what I'll say about season four. Season four could have been a really good end, because it 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 started taking the exit ramp where it would have ended the exact same way as Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and I think that would have been a really satisfying ending for the show. I haven't seen the end. Of that. Okay, um, I'm gonna talk. Like spoilers for Crazy Ex Girlfriend, a multiple years old show at this point. Mm-hmm. It is a show about someone whose entire narrative is devoted to um whatever man she happens to be chasing at the time, yes. before eventually realizing, actually, I have mental health problems. Yeah, I, I have things I'm struggling with, and the hole I'm trying to fill in my life is a hole of fulfillment that could actually be filled by my creativity and my career in music. I am mm. passionate about my music, and mm-hmm. maybe I just be happy with myself and progressing on the things i want to do rather than assuming that a man's going to yeah fix everything for me and i feel like that's the kind of ending that agretsko kind of eventually needs and i felt i felt it taking the turning and then do a u turn mm. and i was annoyed because i was like you're going to because like it's become less and less about agretsko the person who gets her anger out through the medium of heavy metal yeah over time and become a show about her will-they-want-they they romance. And that's all it well, kind of is. Well, romance is, because is, cause we're yeah. now on, like, guy three or four. Yeah, and, like, here's the thing. The, the guy for season four, we've done this song and dance before. We've done the back and forth of will-they-want-they they before. Yeah. It, it was another season of will-they-want-they they that didn't really progress. But it's been three years. Surely things have changed. It. No, they have It. This is a show I want to recognise that it it's time for it to end mm. and to give Aggretsuko some kind of finality. It's not giving us nearly enough metal either. No, that's the thing. It's not nearly enough of the metal anymore and it feels like we're getting the same story with different it's set dressing every time. It's turning into a fucking time. soap opera with occasional singing. Yeah and I I, I don't mind it but it's not what... <sighs> this is a show that feels like if it had had a two or three tight seasons and had ended with a set conclusion, this could have been like a very recommendable, hell yes, everyone go watch it. I remember it. sitting and watching, like actually sitting and watching that show and like most of season four I was just nosing my Switch playing Fighting of Isaac while yeah. it was on and being like, okay, oh, actually no I wasn't I was sorting out the box for Merchant's code. Yeah and like, that's not even a brain heavy task, it was popping cardboard out and making tiny boats Yeah yeah it's <sighs> I was like i don't i'm not i'm struggling to care about this like i'm yeah. not gonna be and i th- actually i think it's quite telling the way i dealt with season three yeah that i think aggressor season four has been out a couple of weeks oh yeah yeah and i wasn't like i have to watch that i have to yeah. get right on that agreed centaur world i was like oh there's a new season i really want to see it Agretsko was we like we now have time. Agretsko was oh, we're here. We're here. We literally run out of things to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's an easy choice. We'll give it a watch. Yeah. It was an inoffensive time, but it was just a uh, I I don't I don't want more this one man having no confidence and not saying what he wants and Agretsko not having confidence and saying what she wants and And not even having the decency to scream into a microphone about it. Exactly. I'm like, there was a a whole subplot in this season about Agretzko making more metal, and they didn't use that as an opportunity to give us more of Aggretsuko's metal. Yeah. They sort of just mention it's happening. Yeah. I'm like, this is... (laughs) Tell us about the more interesting story. Yeah. Like, I want the version of this season where instead of, like... I'm going to be quietly disappointed in you for doing a thing and, you know, quietly be like, you should do better. I want the version of this where you release a song to your millions of YouTube followers angrily shouting about the crime that this dickhead that you've been trying to date has done. Yeah. Just fucking going, nah, fucking fucking, fucking dickhead who wants to date me is doing fucking crimes. I, th- I feel like the problem with that would have been they would have been treading too much on season three at that point. Because season three was very much, what do you do? A story about making content on YouTube. It ends up being dealing with the comments and dealing with the fans. And season three was about dealing with the fans. Yeah, but I think specifically season three was about um, like uh, Japanese idol culture, which is yes. very much like like idol culture is weird in Japan, where um, like people in idol groups are not allowed to have relationships uh, with people because they have if, to be seen as available. Yeah. And- like they could be imagined yeah, to be like, dateable. Yeah, like that is like the 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 we we are going to actively encourage a really unhealthy fan mm. audience dynamic. Yeah. is very specific to idol culture. I feel like season four could have been, hey, metal is very aggressive and very don't get the fuck near me, mm. and gives the kind of message that's like, oh, I can keep doing music, but this is music that establishes firm boundaries between me and the listener and the audience that feels safer to get back into. Mm. Like, you could have done a different thing here and they just didn't. No, they didn't. Um We'll see what happens next year, I guess. When there will undoubtedly be another season. Uh, apparently I'm All sure. All the numbers will be so far down that This has the feel you know, This has season. the feel of one of those shows that um This will be the show that Netflix doesn't cancel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Did you watch anything else? Um, I don't think so. I could be wrong. Um, I think that's it for me as well. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Hello, oh, no, have got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have an obligation to do stuff with the family? Oh I mean, I'm not seeing them in person. it seems a bad idea right now, but got well' I'd, very I'd, vulnerable people balance yeah I do have that big video call I'm supposed to be doing though, and oh I hate big I hate big group video calls' because no one can hear anyone everyone's just talking over each other and it's just' no nah. how do I mean how do you get fifteen people on one video call, especially when a bunch of them are children who are very excited and screaming yeah and yeah' full of Like, 10am chocolate. Exactly, and you can't actually hear anyone talking because their screaming has made the video call software mute everyone else because it thinks they're talking. Yep. Oh, gosh, yeah. Can you get me out of it? I really need to not. Well... I have to be there, though. You do have to be there. What about trying our new sponsor, My Video Call Loop? Uh, Tell me about the sponsor, what they do. Well, they will create a short, (gasps) low-res... Ooh. looping video that will it will occasionally freeze. Yeah. And it looks like you are still on the call, but are having connection difficulties. Ah, I see. So occasional stutters, a little bit of yeah, juttering. It, it will move occasionally, making it look like occasionally there will just be, like, half syllables coming through from you. Oh, I see, yeah. An occasional, like, yes or no that, like, <laughs> that could be to anything, and probably just I'm responding a bit late, maybe. Exactly. Ah, oh. That seems like a very useful, very useful tool, that exactly. So you just get that you head over to, uh, to uh, myvideocallloop.lol.net <gasps> and enter the code QNPS197 <gasps> and get a discount of <gasps> some sort Ooh. off of your first video call loop. Oh, nice! Available to use on all platforms, including mobile and Discord and Skype. Well, that is going to really help. Mm Mm-hmm. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, it's unicorn dance party time. Yeah. yeah, It's finally that uh, that wonderful time of year. Yeah, it's (laughs) the most wonderful time of the year. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, I thought it's finally time we do our uh, annual gift exchange. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, here is what I got you. Why don't you get me uh, Let me open it up. Uh, Oh, wow! A round of firings to raise our stock value. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know how, like, you like money. I like when numbers go up and the the, the quarterly numbers say we did good so we can give ourselves more money. And you enjoy the misery misery of others. Oh, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, how about you open this up? Okay, ah, this is really nicely wrapped. Did you get one of the interns to do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, right before I fired them. (laughs) (laughs) naturally. Oh 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 wow. Wow, you you really shouldn't have. Wow. I have had that that harassment lawsuit has been hanging over me for just most of the last 3 years. So just a an out of court settlement. Oh, I know. I how I, did you know? Look, I I look, I sent a letter that wasn't technically threatening but did say that we have basically infinite money to pay lawyers for all time I and mean, we, we will do so and that they can't afford to do that. So why don't they just accept some money and, and I hope you like it. You are a fucking genius. I know, so are you. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So, what have you put in your ears? Uh, not a lot. Also not but, a lot. Yeah, putting stuff in my ears is usually when I'm in the office by myself. Yes. Um, you know, not, not doing... Yeah. And we've been doing a lot of being around each other in the living room, watching things and playing things. Mm. Um, I did listen to a couple of episodes of Good Job Brain. Oh, uh, goodness. Particularly was having a nice soak in the bath, uh, which is a podcast I've talked a little bit about before. Listened to it years ago. It had a multi-year hiatus and then it came back, and I don't listen to it regularly, but I'll occasionally occasionally listen. It's fallen out of rotation. Yeah, I've... I occasionally get into a mood where I just want like trivia to happen around me. It's why I've been binging a bunch of um actually episodes recently. Um, but yeah, good job. Brain is a uh, pub trivia podcast. Um, mm. it's it's like hey, there'll be little bits of like trivia quizzes back and forth. Um, and then there'll just be a topic that they'll they'll teach you about a That's little the bit. That was with Brent, right? Uh, no, that was trends like these, oh, which yeah. was a, a weekly news podcast. Um. But yeah, this is a nice, nice diverse group of people doing a little like friendly let let's let's talk about trivia and interesting factoids together kind of podcast. You trying to think of something? I'm trying to think of what the quiz show with Brent was. Oh, uh, question box. That's the one. Yes, uh, not strictly not, a... Not trends like this. Yeah, not strictly a quiz show, but it was sort of a... Which questions involved. Yeah, there would be a question, but it was like, uh, what, is, wh- what is what your is your answer? A- what is... Tell us about yourself via the medium of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was on an episode of that once. You are. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Good Job Brain is just like friendly, non... It, it's not the kind of trivia podcast that's like, gonna look down its nose at you for not knowing things already. It's oh, like if anything it's there to teach you. Yeah, stuff. little facts are fun. Come learn little facts. The facts. Yeah. Uh, so I've been listening to a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about yourself? I am uh trawling through that Lord of the Rings unabridged. Yes Lord of the Rings. long book. Uh there was some stuff going on where Gollum didn't want to have uh leaf leaf water, doesn't like leaves. He didn't want uh didn't want to eat lembas Okay, that that I I caught that happening in the kitchen while you were do, cooking a roast. I was cooking a roast. Um, yeah. So they've got to Ethelion. They've met Faramir. Gollum's off at the moment. He's bound to turn up in, a, in any page now. <laughs> um, Sam just saw an Oliphant. He's very excited. Um, yeah. It's it's going all right. Yeah. I'm c- glad I'm not having to sit there and read it. And it's been nice while I've been spending like. Forty minutes to an hour in the kitchen at a time making roast dinners to uh to to just be able to have that one in the background. Yeah. But also, om nom nom roast dinner. Om nom nom roast dinner. Ooh. Um. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. I've caught a few more SCPs as those have come up. <clears> um, yeah. I need to make time to listen to some of those yeah, SCP. Well, if you need other recommendations, I'm I'm sure I can point in the direction at some point. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's been a, it's been a very listen it's always a listen light time when yes. we're off work together. It's mostly let's play things together and let's watch things together. Yeah. Like maybe next week we might have some listens because it, it depends if we have a wiggle that uh, on New Year's. We yes. might have some things we've listened to. Yeah. Well, hope so. Yeah. Hey. That's everything I've listened to. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Are you excited for the new movie? Yeah! Are you worried that you're gonna get spoiled about what's gonna happen in the new movie? I'm pretty sure if I open social media right now, it's going to be every post I see. Try the anti-spoiler <laughs> helmet. Just pop this Mysterio-looking shit on your head, and you'll be unable to see or hear spoilers for the media of your choice. I can't see or hear spoilers for anything right now. It's also good for people who just don't want to hear about some bullshit or other. The anti-spoiler helmet. It's for you. I basically don't exist in here. <laughs> Uh, Doctor? Oh, oh Doctor. Yeah, long, long long shift was it? Oh, long yeah, long one, long one. Long one, Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it <sighs> happened again today. Oh no, again? Yep, yep, one of them came in, you know, there, there I was, holding surgery and the bloody came in and was, uh, they know about the weird trick that we hate. <laughs> oh, oh God, another of those that comes in and goes, I know about that weird trick. You know, they come in and... I've seen the listicle. I I know. I know." I, I know about the one weird trick. I know it. It's it's not a secret. I know it now. They know, they, know, they know about the weird trick. They know about number seven. Oh, surprise god. them! Oh, I hate when they look. see if they'd have just stopped reading at number six. I don't been, even you know. Get it wouldn't have been so bad. But they, bloody number oh, seven! Oh god, don't even get me started on bloody number seven. Number seven, you know about seven, seven, eight, nine. It's b- bloody number seven, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's uh, that's who I was. That's who was bloody. They bloody, know bloody number six. No, I hate those bloody secrets. Indeed, I hate when people know information that's going to make them healthier. Ugh. What do you think I got into this job for? Exactly. Uh, keeping secrets, I'm The number gatekeeping. number seven. Uh, Indeed. Especially number seven. Uh. I make a swear, it's part of the Hippocratic. It's the secret extra paragraph of the Hippocratic Oath. Exactly. You must not talk about number seven. You must, you must not do any harm to your patients, but also don't tell them about number seven. Uh, number seven. Mm. Uh. <laughs> I've also heard about number seven. Oh, oh God, get out of <laughs> uh, Throw my stethoscope at you. Do you know what I want to see, more of? What do you want to see more of? Oh, Brochure Justice Warriors? Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry, how are you doing? Uh, well, well, I'm I'm not bad, mate. Happy Unicorn Dance Party. Oh, happy Unicorn Dance Party to you. Uh, you've been uh, having, having some time off, had a chance to relax. Yeah, you know, a few days off, you know, obviously spending it home alone again, what with the, uh, the rise of the new variant. Yeah, same, same. A lot of friends uh, been going out and enjoying themselves and stuff, but I've been, you know... Yeah, most of my own. I know, I know. I've been mostly doing the same. But uh, even even if that hadn't been the case, uh, you know, I, I had a few invites of uh, some family, some you know, some group gatherings I could have gone to. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough that my uh, family were very understanding that it wasn't won't go be for me, but uh, yeah, yeah. got me thinking about some people who aren't so lucky on that front on festive yeah, gatherings. Yeah. Oh, there is that. There is some people who's like, well, you know, it's 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 a tradition. You've got to spend it with the family. That's the most important thing. Spend it with the family, and you know, for some people, that's a bit much. You know, yeah. A lot of brain space, a lot of uh, spoon requirement, and frankly, yeah. people are you know quite stressed enough at the moment without adding you know yeah. social requirements on top of that. Yeah, I, I know I've had some years where it's been like, would you like to come to the uh, house that is not your own house, that is not a familiar environment? Well, there will be lots of extended bits of family in the house at once. Yep. So you're you gonna will have... probably be commandeering a small child's bedroom who is going to resent you the entire oh, time exactly. you're there. You are going to be uh, cramped and not really have any space of your own to retreat to if you need it with relatives of all ages that are going to create sensory information. Yeah. It's... Multiple days in an unusual situation with lots of people and four socializing and and sensory and nowhere to retreat to in the event that it all gets a bit much. Exactly, exactly. And even if you have that space, you know, being being suggested that it's rude for you to do so. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm lucky enough that like it's understood. Like I might not come along to those gatherings because that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot for me. But uh, there's a lot of families that be a lot more uh, sort of pressuring or shaming of uh, neurodiverse yeah. folks being like. Oh, why? What, what do you not want to be a part of the family? Do you not want to make the effort to do it? It's like... yeah, people are very much like, oh, you know, oh, uh, I fully support you and I fully understand your, you know, personal circumstances. Right up until the point it is an inconvenience to my traditions. Exactly, and like, that's that's the thing. Just don't don't shame or judge or pressure people into no. a situation that, while lovely, and may be the highlight of your year is probably not organised in a way that has the needs of your neurodiverse friends or family members in mind. No, no. And, and, you know, hopefully people will become more considerate. Yeah. But uh, as yet, a, a lot of the problem, that is not that has yeah. not been yet resolved for, for the vast majority of people, unfortunately. In, indeed. And like I say, like, don't pressure or shame people into coming. Maybe another thing to add on to that maybe adjust your traditions so that they can be more accommodating to your universe family members coming. Yeah. And making yeah. the accommodations, making sure that those accommodations are made and are not, you know, forced out in order to squeeze two more people on a bedroom floor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Hug, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. no, it's not... Ah. ah oh, good oh my good, good, good oh right oh they might have a turkey sandwich oh sounds lovely sounds right. lovely chuck a bunch of stuff in it oh hell yeah, yeah. so laura <laughs> yes we've got a book we do yeah. it's called who hunts the whale It is. we're a 71 percent. yeah we're, we're 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 slowly doing that climb we're getting there we are we, we're, we're coming up on three quarters of the way we're yeah. getting there uh it's a it's a book about the video game industry how would you describe it i uh, would describe it as a satirical look at the the, the horrors of the video game industry and uh, just sort of over egging that yeah. putting it in ridiculous ways it's... and you can find out all about like just how 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 the sausage is made? Yeah, with, with all the bits of gristle and abattoir floor that Indeed. are involved in making that particular sausage, and you can find out what the focus dome TM is. Yeah, <laughs> the focus and dome. And you can find out all the names of energy beverages that we came up with. Indeed, it's <laughs> it's it's amusing. It's sweet. It's going to make you hate capitalism. Plus... It's probably going to make you laugh in some yeah, places. You'll occasionally get scenes written from like, ah, oh, that's a thing I wouldn't have known is the case. But, you know, maybe one of us writing has been in a room somewhere where things <laughs> have occurred. Uh, where fiction has occurred. Definitely fiction. Rooms where fiction happens. Definitely fiction. That's where the fiction happens. That's where the fiction happens. Mm. In rooms. Yep, in rooms. <laughs> um, yeah, they've, we've got like a, a whole year in, in, in the games industry. As, as people work to churn out the next iteration of a series, <laughs> um, you can read a, uh, a the first chapter, yeah. the first draft of the first chapter, uh, over on unbound.com slash books slash whale. Yeah, that's also where you can order a copy. Yeah. Uh, you can get your name in the back of the book, you can get an e-book copy, a signed copy. You can get it signed alongside copies of my first two Unbound books, mm-hmm. uh, Gender Euphoria and... Uh, things I learned from Mario's but mm-hmm. you could get it with a little swag bundle of supremacy software merchandise uh, that, that swag bundle oh I know right uh, yeah go go check it out Who Hunts the Whale it's on Unbound go give it Yee. go give it a look get us there get us to the end yeah. we're so close we're so close mm-hmm. yeah uh, what else what uh, else you do Laura K Buzz basically all the places Laura K Buzz on Twitter Twitch YouTube Patreon that's the one that pays the bills TikTok uh just Laura K Buzz, go find me in all the places, Laura K Buzz. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about you? Patreon.com slash Stone Monkey Radio. You can help me justify seventy-six hour work week, you can help me justify all the time I spend and never resting and realizing that you I used to go for like walks in the evening or go out dancing in the evening just on a weeknight and stuff, and now I work constantly. Help me justify that. <sighs> Please. I love you. <laughs> Otherwise, what am I doing? Um, uh, Streamerlinks.com slash janiac. J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Uh, you can find uh, where I do streaming and t-shirts I've designed. You can get a frighteningly gay shirt. It's got a cute little bun on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those' most of my things. But most important one is Patreon. Thank you very much for all of your support. All the lovely people who already support me. You are valuable and good and wonderful and lovely. And and I send nice messages When I send the early access episodes of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Yay! Yay! What about you? Uh, Tell us us the goodbye thing. uh, uh, Until (laughs) next time, be a stranger. That's the one.